So good morning, everybody. Um, hello, everyone. And I want to say thank you for joining us in the Oral Health Project podcast. Um, this podcast uh, um, is supported by the Delta Dental of Iowa and College of Dentistry, University of Iowa. Um, I'm sure you know me already. You see me on Facebook. You see me on your WhatsApp group trying to train you on um, dental prevention and tooth decay. So I'm still yours, Minka Dikube, a resident in dental public health at the University of Iowa. So with me today, I have Dr. Steve Levy and um, Dr. Ebuka Ogo. Um, Dr. Steve Levy is um, somebody I respect so much. Um, I, if I start to talk about him, he's, 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 he's a guru. Um, is passionate about tooth decay and dental prevention generally in dentistry and he's been involved in dental prevention for nearly 40 years. <laughs> I would say that, that is for as long as I've been born so he's been involved in doing dental prevention. Ebuka is a resident in dental public health. He loves working with data. Um, we fight a lot like he's a researcher, I'm a programmer so we always have to argue on a whole lot of things but we form a good tag team. And he's also interested in oral health literacy. So I'll just um, open the floor for Dr. Livia and Ibnaka just to tell us how it has been, COVID, what they've been doing with their time, just to have an idea of what's going on on their end. So Dr. Livia and Ibnaka. Okay, thanks for your leadership and for having me, Yinka. And with how crazy it's been, I can't believe we've been almost all indoors now for nearly 90 days. So. Hard to believe, and hopefully things will start to be opened up a bit soon. Yeah, um, thank you, Inka, for having me. Um, yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been crazy past few days, and we've been surviving. I am actually I left Iowa, and, and I'm in California for now, and I'm doing the quarantine with the families, and you know, hopefully we'll get through it, and then and get back to human interaction and just, you know, just um, get back to what we're doing where our lives were before. Thank you for having me. Okay, thank you. It's good to hear from you guys. Staying at home for 90 days. Ebuka is in California. Ebuka, I miss you just so that you know. And I would also allow them to give us a more expansive introduction of themselves. Dr. Levy, who are you? What have you been up to for 40 years doing prevention? So just tell us what's who you are and what you've been doing. All right, hi everyone. I'm originally from New Jersey and did my dental and public health training at the University of North Carolina. And I've been a faculty member here for 36 years. I teach dental students and residents like Yink and Abuka. And we've been uh, doing a lot of research on different aspects of dental disease trends and aspects of fluoride and prevention. One area has been with a special study called the Iowa Fluoride Study, an Iowa Bone Development Study, where we studied the same group of people from their birth until age 23 to 26. And we focused on a lot of details of fluoride exposures, food and beverage intake patterns, cavities, bone health, and other things over these many years. Thanks. Okay, yeah. Uh, for me, uh, it, Dr. Ogo, uh, I am. My name is. I am Dr. Chukwebuka Ogo, as Inka already told you. Um, I'm a dental public health resident and a PhD student at the University of Iowa College of Dentistry, and uh, one of the uh, one of Dr. Levy's students. So all the uh, all the stuff is like the dental fluoride and the um, 
fluoridation. I'm, like, I'm working most of my data that I'm working with is coming from um, the Iowa fluoride study. And um, I am so happy to have worked with, you know, come in contact with Dr. Levy. He's been a great mentor and he has um, pushed me and, you know, I've learned quite a whole, like a whole lot from working with Dr. Levy. And um, I'm also very interested in um, the oral health literacy and this oral health project because it's also an eye-opener for me in terms of how programs work in real life. So um, I'm super happy to be on this call. And um, thank you, Yinka, for having me. Thank you, Dr. Levy, for your mentorship over the years. And I'm, I'm happy to be on this call. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. Um, we know what we're about today. Like, um, there's no way, we, there's nothing we talk about these days. We need to talk about COVID, the challenges and dentistry, staying at home, prevention. So um, COVID has its own challenges. People are staying at home. Most people are at home, they want to keep safe, they want to cop the spread, they don't want to overwhelm the health system, even the government wants people to have limited movements, just do the essentials, and um, it's a bit crazy. Ebuka, um, what do you think? What, 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 what's rising in your mind at this time? So, um, until very recently, uh, almost all offices are closed, uh, um, and now the majority are open, but many are open with limited um, hours and like or only limited certain type of dental treatment. Um, so uh, I, I wonder what Dr. Levy thinks about the the, the impact of this uh, to the dental care generally. Right, this is a very important point and it's still very complicated. Just three weeks ago, almost all dentists in Iowa and around the whole country were seeing only emergency patients due to COVID-19. And now probably about three quarters are already in these few weeks back to starting to see more patients. And this is even the case at the College of Dentistry and other larger clinics, not just small offices. But most are still only seeing about 25 to 50% as many patients as before, and it's limited by several things. As you know, there's a shortage of what you may have heard called PPE, the specific personal protective equipment needed to protect against transmission. In addition to the things that have always been done regularly for infection control in dental offices like sterilization of instruments, disinfection of all surfaces, gloves, masks, special immunizations for staff. Now there's a bunch of special requirements. This includes special shields, special enhanced masks, N95 masks that you might've heard of, special disinfection procedures and leaving dental chairs empty between patients for better disinfection, etc. And offices are screening for COVID-19 symptoms. Some might even test for COVID-19 in the future as more test kits become available. And offices must do social distancing so fewer people can be seen at the same time. 
even if the dental office has many dental units. And since COVID-19 is known to be especially good at spreading through aerosols, special precautions for procedures like fillings that can create an aerosol in the office are being taken, including special disinfection procedures and leaving dental chairs empty longer between patients. So there are, as a result, fewer spots in the schedules for most dentists to see patients now. And so if you missed an appointment due to COVID or if you're due for one now or soon, you probably should go ahead and call your dentist and talk to the staff and see if they're ready to get you scheduled. And if you wait longer, more spots may be filled and it might be a longer wait for you. But for many people with good dental health, and especially those of you who have been getting regular checkups and not having problems, missing a checkup or cleaning is not much of a problem. So sometimes the dentist or the staff will say they prefer you to wait a bit longer into the fall or winter maybe. So others which with much higher dental priority needs can get the limited spots available. But if you have a problem like a toothache, possible infection, swelling, gum problem, something like that, you definitely should call and tell them that so they can get you in sooner. Thank you, Dr. Levy. This was um, this is very insightful, and I've, I think I've learned one or two things um, from this discussion on the need for prevention within the dental clinic. Although this was not part of the original script, but you might just um, drop this in as you as we go through what we talk about um, in the looking at anxiety amongst dental patients, as, especially as it relates to dentistry and dental care at this special moment in time, like um, anxiety, they are fearful. I would also want to add one more thing at this point. Will, this, will we be looking at an increased cost and the cost of dental care? I think in the view that dentists need to do more now to deliver care to the patients. And most of the people we serve in our program are already underserved. They are already um, complaining of cost of dental care. So are these things you will look at? I know, so could you just answer these with your anxiety question and just think of chicken it together? <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Levy. <laughs> sure, well, about the cost, it is important for all of us to realize that the extra staffing costs, the extra supplies, the extra equipment, the reduction in numbers of folks that can be seen really put pressures on the dental offices to pay the bills, just like so many restaurants and other stores that are really under pressure and many have closed already and may never reopen. So it is a problem. It's estimated that not even counting huge reductions in numbers of patients seen that there are extra costs around $15, $20 for every patient seen for all the extra materials and supplies. So nobody really knows how that's gonna be paid for. Sometimes there are extra fees, like if you go to other stores, sometimes they have disposal fees, they have special fees for things that may end up having to be part of it or maybe not, but that is a factor that dental offices are really struggling with now. But back to the idea of anxiety, we're all anxious. It's natural for all patients to be concerned and maybe anxious now with everything going on and not only COVID, but also the challenges in our country now with the 
um, you know, unrest with all the uh, unfortunate events in Minneapolis and spreading across the country, finally are, you know, talking seriously about need for equality and safety for all. So it's natural to be anxious and stressed out, but in general, it's best for all people to get back in touch with your dental office staff if you have a dentist or if you don't, talk to your friends or to Yinka or others about where you can get care. Get back to your normal care soon, not just emergency care. And now that medical and dental professionals and all of the nation have had about three months to learn about COVID, and many more masks and shields and the other things for PPE are becoming available. That's why dental offices and medical offices too are starting to open up a lot more. So with the proper precautions taken, as we mentioned earlier, it's actually quite safe to be treated in the dental office. You should expect the extra screening of staff and patients and enhanced social distancing the special PPE, special disinfection, etc. All that is helping to make things much safer. And we know that if people don't get small to medium-sized problems treated, then they usually become much bigger, more painful, and more expensive ones later. So please call your dentist and talk to the staff about getting an appointment, but also be sure to ask any questions you have to reduce this natural concern and anxiety that you might have, including in these questions, asking what they're doing to ensure your safety. Thanks. Thank you, Dr. Levy. I feel I've been talking for so long, um, but um, I would ask you another question on prevention and um, dental emergencies at this time. What can people do? Now that a lot of people are at home, um, some, even if you convince them that the dental offices are safe, they still will not come. So we have older people, we have adults, we have younger children, especially for older people that have chronic um, systemic condition and their oral health. What, um, what, do we, what, what tips can we give them for behavior at home and ways to um, improve their oral health generally so that we don't have them coming in as emergency cases? Right, that's a good point because we only get in to see the dentist once or twice a year maybe if it's working well and people are home the rest of the time. And actually people can do a lot at home and in their daily behaviors to prevent oral disease and future, future costly and maybe painful things, treatment as well as dental emergencies. So everyone should do a few things. One is make sure you're using a fluoride toothpaste to prevent new cavities and stop the progression of small cavities. And many might not know, but actually we all get microscopic cavities occurring. But if you're using fluoride toothpaste regularly, the microscopic areas are much less likely to pro progress to actual cavities or holes that need treatment. In addition, you wanna brush all parts of your teeth well, the tops, the cheek side of the teeth, the tongue side of the teeth, and between the teeth if there are places your toothbrush can get to. And try to do this in the morning and after meals and definitely before bed to get the best cleaning effects and to get that fluoride toothpaste applied on the brush. And try to use dental floss to clean between the teeth if you can 
Some of you may do this occasionally, but it also helps to prevent gum or periodontal disease, which is sometimes called pyorrhea, in addition to preventing cavities. We naturally should try to avoid too many sweetened beverages and reduce intake of sweetened foods and other refined carbohydrates, even like crackers and breads, because those carbohydrates can convert to sugars in your body and cause cavities as well. And if you reduce those sweetened products, then you're gonna be helping your general health, your risk of diabetes, cardiovascular disease, etc. Also be careful to prevent injuries to the teeth by possibly getting a mouth guard, especially if you're involved with active things. Be careful as you walk and run not to trip and fall. And begin to make contact again with your dentist for both checkups and cleanings, as well as if you need fillings or other treatment. So everybody should try to do those things, but older adults also wanna be especially careful because many times you have parts of your teeth down by the gums where the root surfaces might be exposed. And that's from what's sometimes called recession of the gums. And those areas are much weaker than the tops of the teeth and more prone to cavities. Also, some older and not older adults who are prone to cavities are prescribed high strength fluoride toothpastes with five times the regular amount of fluoride in order to provide extra cavity protection. And anyone caring for a dependent adult, maybe you're caring for a spouse or a parent, an aunt and uncle, or a child, you're a parent, grandparent, you should take special effort to be sure that the person you're caring for's teeth are being cleaned and fluoride toothpaste used regularly. Since they, if they're somewhat dependent on you or a child, they cannot do it effectively themselves many times. And also, there are many ties between oral conditions and general health. Those with gum disease tend to have more problems with diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and poorer outcomes in pregnancy, like lower birth weight. And those with diabetes tend to have more gum disease, so it works both ways. Also for older and middle-aged adults and teenagers and younger kids, we definitely want you to try to avoid or reduce tobacco use because that can cause oral and general health problems and if you have diabetes or are pregnant, then preventive home care is even more important in a way than for the rest of us because dental infections happen more often and more aggressively because you're sort of more at a challenging time then. So there's really a lot that people can do at home and the more prevention you do, the more it'll help you and especially if you can't get to the dentist, these things can help you in the meanwhile. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, thank you so much, Dr. Levy, um, for the detailed um, outline on, you know, the things, the prevent preventive strategies to follow in times like this. And um, there's absolutely no better person to talk about this than you, and you've given us some details of what we we should people should do and you know how this 
everything should be handled and um, dental care should be handled this time and so um, we'll talk about at this moment I, I would like to kind of talk more about the importance of fluoridation and I also heard that it's some say some some people saying that they, the lots of dentists in Iowa might retire post-COVID considering the large proportion have been in practice for a long time and like the large proportion of them are um, even above 60 and uh, it may now be difficult for patients to get topical fluoride in dental office, office and school settings and these are common ways people get like you know fluoride applied to their um, teeth um, what are the alternative resources uh, of fluoride for people and how does fluoride help these uh, like help with cavity prevention how does Fluoride help with prevention in general. Right, that's really a couple good points there, Abuka. Um, as mentioned earlier, fluoride helps strengthen teeth and prevent new cavities and reverse early cavities that have formed. And there are several forms. Many of us in the here are benefiting from low levels of fluoride that are in the drinking water. If you're in Iowa City, Coralville, North Liberty on the public water systems, for example, this provides some protection every time you drink that water because fluoride is in that water. And then all of you should use a fluoride toothpaste as we mentioned. And some of you may get a high fluoride toothpaste prescription from your dentist. So then you'd need to get that filled at the pharmacy because it's a prescription product. But there also are what are called over-the-counter mouth rinses with fluoride that do not require a prescription. And one of the common brands is ACT, A-C-T. And these are lower concentrations, so you don't need a prescription, but they also provide extra protection. So you can mouth rinse during the day with fluoride to help prevent cavities. And as you alluded to, dentists generally do much higher concentration fluoride treatments in the office. These are usually either a fluoride varnish or gel or foam. And these are especially good for those having cavities frequently since they provide protection in addition to that of what you get from doing things at home with fluoride toothpaste and the other forms. So hopefully you'll soon be back in the dental office to get these fluoride treatments, especially those of you having a lot of cavity problems. And you mentioned about dental practitioners. We do have a higher than average age population in Iowa compared to other states for the whole population. And we also have an awful lot of dentists that are more my age in the 55, 60, 70 range. And so it is a challenge. We have 80 dental students graduating each year from Iowa and the majority of them stay in Iowa and more than 80% of the dentists in Iowa were trained at our college. But it is true, some practitioners may not reopen or they may decide that the, the extra work and the extra procedures are not um, something they wanna keep going with in their career. So both temporarily, it may be harder to get in for these fluoride treatments, but there could be some practices shutting down also. So we'll need to be paying attention to that. 
um, depending where you live, hopefully there are other practitioners you can switch over to if your dentist does happen to be delayed longer or is closing up. So thanks. Yeah, thank you so much, Dr. Levy. Thank you, um, Dr. Levy. Um, just um, a few more questions and we'll be wrapping up. Um, one more question is about trauma, especially during sports and events. We know that cities are reopening. Games might not re resume fully yet, but people may want, just want to know how to prevent and um, touch trauma as we go back to um, normal life, normalcy. Right, that's important. Most organized activities, even at the college level and professional sports, have been shut down completely for nearly three months now. And obviously, you want to try to be careful and not fall or otherwise cause injury that you could have prevented. But many, if not most, athletic injuries are ones that just happen even if you're trying to be careful. So if you or your child or your family member is a participant in contact sports like football, soccer, baseball, softball, basketball, etc., then probably the best thing to do is to get a mouth guard. And these are usually a type of plastic molded to your teeth. So if there's hard contact to the face from a foot or arm or ball or wall or whatever, then the teeth are protected since the force is distributed by the mouth guard to the whole jaw and teeth, not just to one or two teeth. It's sort of like a shock absorber, spreading it out. And there are some types that are called boil and bite that you purchase at the store and do yourself, and they're very inexpensive. You usually soften them in warm water, fit them to your teeth, let it harden and use it. And some can be refit several times before having to throw them out and get a new one. There are also some that are inexpensive and more a one size fits all. So you don't adjust or fit them. And they also are less expensive, but less effective because they're not fit to your teeth. And another alternative is to get a custom fitted mouth guard made professionally by the dentist. So maybe talk to your dentist at your next call there and your next appointment. These are the best since they're fit very well to your teeth and mouth and they last much longer and do a better job than boil and bite. But naturally they'll cost quite a bit more. So try to be careful, probably get one of these types of mouth guards and keep track of it so it doesn't get lost or broken or eaten by the dog or anything like that. And then hopefully that'll reduce a lot of the risk of injury and hopefully a lot of people will be out soon in organized sports. Thank you, Dr. Levy. Yeah, so um, we're wrapping up. And wrapping up, um, what are the key dental prevention messages um, you will, that you would like to give to people listening to this podcast? podcast well Just there really up. are a few very important general guidelines that we've talked about here in the past few minutes make sure you're using a fluoride toothpaste to prevent cavities and to stop the progression of small cavities brush all parts of your teeth and floss too if you can 
think about a good diet for both dental health and general health. Be careful to prevent injuries to the teeth as we were just talking about by possibly getting a mouth guard and certainly be careful as you walk or run, et cetera, not to trip and fall. And begin to make contact with your dentist again for both checkups and cleanings, as well as fillings and other treatment of your dental problems. And if you have some current problems, then really try to get in right away. If you don't, then it might be a little longer before the dentist office has a spot for you. But these are the basic things that'll help to keep you healthier, not just now, but even after things get back to more of a somewhat normal new future. So hope everybody can stay healthy and stay well in these challenging times. Thank you so much, Dr. Levy. And I truly appreciate um, you coming in and you know, given this amazing uh, talk. And truthfully, I, even as a dental resident, dental public health resident, I've learned a lot from, <laughs> I don't know what Yinka thinks, I have learned a lot from just this um, few minutes of uh, having this podcast with you. And we truly appreciate your contribution and we are so glad uh, that you are able to, even with your tight schedule, you are able to jump in and, you know, deliver this very detailed um, explanation of you know what prevention and going back in this uh, post-covid is going to look like and yeah it's really important and thank you so much i appreciate it and we appreciate it's been my pleasure and hope it helps some folks to be confident enough to care for their own health a little more but also get back in to get advice and possible treatment from the dentist so thanks for this program yeah, Nika, do you have anything to say? Yeah. No, just to tell Dr. Levy that um, we are Oliver Twist, and I'm sure we'll still come back for more <laughs> when we can. But thank you so much. This has also been very insightful um, um, to me as a dental public health resident, and I've also learned a lot from this recording, and I'm sure it's something I will still um, develop a lot of things from, not just the audio recording. I'm also having ideas of how to work with the graphics, the things you've written already, so that it's not just the audio, but we'll also be putting it to a graphic format to just to break it down and people can get the information. I think mm -hmm. this is very, very, very good. Thank you so much, Dr. Levy. We really appreciate you for coming and taking out of your time to be with us. Thanks. Yeah, great job. Yeah, yeah thank, you. thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye.